Amen. Thank you, ladies. Heavenly Father, what a joy it is to come to church week after week. Lord, to be blessed with the fellowship of God's people. Lord, to hear the good singing. And Lord, to be blessed this morning by a group of young people, young ladies that have grown up here in church and have known you since early in life. And Lord, it's a joy to open your word and to learn from it. I hunger for your power. I hunger that you would help me as I preach and teach your word this morning. I pray we would learn from it in a way that would affect our thinking and our behavior this week. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Philippians 2 and verse number 12 is my text verse, and the Bible says this, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, Here's the phrase of the message this morning. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I'm going to preach this morning on this subject, working out your salvation. Working out your salvation. Now this verse or this phrase in the verse has caused a lot of people confusion of mind because of not only the seeming wording of the text but because of those who teach, salvation must be worked for. Salvation is not worked for. Salvation is a gift of God. I want you to take your Bibles and go with me to that familiar verse in Romans. Hold your place in Philippians 2.12. Go backward a few pages to the book of Romans chapter 6. I want you to notice in verse number 23. Salvation is not worked for, and that's not what this verse says. Romans 6.23, the Bible says, For the wages of sin is death. Now, under the word wages, I have the word written earned. Wages is what you earn. Uh, This week you worked a certain number of hours, or you agreed to a particular salary, and uh, as a result you received your wages that you earned. But the rest of the verse says this, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I have the word given under the word gift because it is not earned, it is received free of charge. Are you with me this morning? Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, the Bible says this, For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now take your Bibles and go to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, you're in Romans chapter 6. I want you to look at Romans chapter 10, and the Bible says, beginning in verse number 9. Romans 10, 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For there is no, uh, for the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Salvation is not worked for. 
It is received as a gift from God. I want you to notice again our text verse of Philippians 2.12. The phrase does not say work for your own salvation. It says to work out your own salvation, something you have already received. I'll give you one other verse. Uh, Hebrews 12 in verse number 2, the Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And so it is Jesus who is the author of salvation uh, given before the foundation of the world. He is the author of our salvation. He gives it to whomsoever will call on his name. He's the author and he is the finisher of our salvation. When I trusted Christ as Savior, I received eternal life in heaven. My sins are forgiven. My sins will never be remitted again to my account. And I received the righteousness of Christ. He's the author and he is the finisher of my salvation. And so the Bible doesn't say in Philippians 2.12, work for your salvation. It says work out your own salvation. That's something we already have by grace through faith in Christ. If you look at the salutation of the letter, Philippians 1.1, Paul is writing to folks that are already saved. So he's not telling you to work for your salvation, but he is telling you to work out the salvation you already have. Let me give you three simple illustrations. This phrase or verb phrase, work out, carries the meaning of work to full completion. Work to full completion. Illustration. Do you remember working out a long division math problem? 427 divided into 8,942,000 and whatever the teacher could imagine. And you worked out long division. And, 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 and you'd begin to get the numbers crooked. And so you'd subtract where you're supposed to add. And you get down to the end, you think you have the answer right. And the teacher says, now I want you to check your answer. And the way you check your answer is uh, you multiply the divisor by the, quote, or, uh, the, the quotient. And uh, you put those two together and it's supposed to be equal to the dividend. It doesn't, doesn't match. So that means you didn't do it right. So you have to work it out. Are you with me this morning? Well, that's a bad memory, isn't it? That's a bad memory. I remember erasing until I had a hole in my paper and uh, then I had to write it down again. I had scratch marks on my desk because of long division trying to get the answer right. And so if I say to you, work out a long division problem, that's exactly what he's saying here. Work out your own salvation. Another illustration, uh, you, uh, uh, you uh, may have seen a coal mine here in Kentucky. Maybe you've visited places that would be like a, a uh, silver mine or an iron ore mine. I was preaching in uh, Alaska this year, and we had uh, one day that we went sightseeing, and we went to an old gold mine. I kept my eyes down on the ground all the time looking for anything that was shiny. And uh, the old buildings that was there, I think it was mined out and finished in 1930. Just my luck, all finished just before I got there. And, uh, uh, but, but they gave the process of, uh, of uh, mining uh, the gold. Uh, when I was a boy, my grandparents had 
uh, now I'm going to use a little Greek here, across the holler up on the hill, uh, they had uh, that, that holler, spelled uh, H-O-L-L-O-W, properly pronounced holler, across the holler, and up on the hill there was a coal bank, and that's where we dug our own coal. And those days we didn't have a heating bill because we dug our own coal. I remember my dad would always say he thought this was funny. Anytime we were chopping wood or we were taking coal to the basement, he said, boys, that'll warm you twice. He said, that wood will warm you when you chop it, and it'll warm you when it burns and heats the house, and it sure enough did. And uh, so we worked out that mine. To work out a mine uh, means that everything in it is gone. They've taken out all the coal or the iron ore or the gold or whatever the case may be. Now, when he says here, work out your own salvation, he said there's a lot of treasure in your salvation. You ought to work it out. You ought to get everything you can get out of being born again. There's more to salvation than going to heaven. That's worth getting saved for. But he's saying here there's so many blessings that you can enjoy on earth if you'll work out your own salvation. Uh, we've had uh, children uh, that had a problem between them. And sometimes if you've got boys, you tell them, now you boys work this out between you. And a few a little fight later, uh, they got it all worked out. And uh, some folks have had problems, and they worked out their problems. They became best friends, but they worked it out. And so that's what he's saying. He's not saying work for a fight, work for a gold mine, uh, work for a math problem. He's saying work it out. You've already got it. It's already there. Now I want you to work it out. Now, God wants us not to work for but work out the salvation that he has given us so we can get the very most out of the salvation he has given to us. Let me give an extreme to the left. The thief of the cross, the thief on the cross, he got saved. There's no doubt Jesus said with his own mouth, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. But he lived a terrible life. He lived the life of a thief. He lived the life of, of, uh, of, uh, of a thief. And uh, he ended up uh, dying uh, on the cross of crucifixion. So yes, he did uh, go to heaven. He said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. But he didn't get saved until the last moment. And I want to say today, I'm thankful for any time anyone trusts Christ as Savior. I've had many times that I've uh, led folks to Christ. I'll never forget a Mr. Simpson. Brother Rogers asked me to pray with him for Mr. Simpson. And he and I went together. Mr. Simpson was dying. And he asked him if he would trust Christ as Savior. And he said, not today. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Brother Rogers got on his knee. He began to cry. He said, Mr. Simpson, you're going to be in hell in a few minutes if you don't get saved. And I'll never forget that with tears streaming down his cheeks. And he held that man's hand. And that man said, yes, I do need to be saved. And he prayed and trusted Christ as his Savior. Amen. That day did not end before that man went out in, into eternity. And because of his compassion and love for somebody he didn't know, but love for people, that man's in heaven today. And I'm thankful for that. The sad thing is he never enjoyed a day of salvation on earth. 
never enjoyed it. Uh, he, he lived a life of sin. And, and the thief on the cross, he lived a life of sin. And, and he never enjoyed what God had for us. Now, I want to say this morning, salvation is a wonderful thing. It is more than a fire escape from hell. It is a life to live. Salvation is a wonderful life to live. Now, I'm going to give you three things this morning that we can mine out, that we can work out, that we can receive, that we can enjoy in our Christian life. I want to give you those three things. By the way, there are some people who think that there are saved people who are just happy naturally. They just enjoy their Christian life and it just happens I want to tell you something, it doesn't just happen. If you're a happy Christian, you work to be a happy Christian. If you're a joyful Christian, I know some Christians look like they've been sentenced to Christianity. I mean, they walk around like somebody shot their pup all the time. I mean, they're just sad and down. I refuse to live like that because what God says for me, I can have in salvation. I want to enjoy it. I remember when I first started flying years ago, I've flown a million and a half miles or so, and uh, they, they started giving out peanuts. They don't give, five people got peanut allergies and they've ruined the whole world getting peanuts. And, uh, and they started giving out peanuts. And I remember I asked, how much are they? They said, oh, they're free. I said, I'll take two. And uh, that, but, but it was free. I want everything that I can get in the Christian life. I, I, I don't want to just go through life I want to enjoy the Christian life. I'm going to give you three categories of things that you can have if you'll work out your own salvation. First of all, uh, salvation gives me the opportunity to have joy in life. Gives me the opportunity to have joy in life. Now, joy is not related to circumstances. That's happiness. Happenings. Happiness. Happiness is related to circumstances. I don't always have happiness because I don't always have good circumstances, but I can always have joy because joy is connected to my relationship with God. It doesn't matter where I am, I can still have joy. I'll give you the second thing. I'm not, just, I'm not finished. I'm just telling you what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Number two, when I receive the gift of salvation, I receive the opportunity to enjoy the fruit of the Spirit. I have the opportunity to enjoy the fruit of the Spirit. I don't have it just naturally. It doesn't just come. It's available. It's there. But I have to work out my own salvation. I'm going to have to do some work uh, to enjoy the fruit of the Spirit in my life. Number three, when I receive the gift of salvation, I receive the opportunity to enjoy a wealth of knowledge from the Word of God. Now, before salvation, if you study the Bible like a textbook, uh, the Bible says that those that do not know Christ as Savior, uh, they're blinded. They're blinded to the things of God. You cannot spiritually discern the Word of God if you're spiritually dead. You must be born again. So when you become a child of God, you can understand the Word of God if you will work if you will work out, if you will study the Word of God. There's a wealth of blessings from knowing the Word of God. Now, let me talk to you about these three things for just a few minutes. And I want to say, if you're going to enjoy salvation, if you're going to enjoy salvation, it won't happen from just getting saved. It won't. Because there's spiritual warfare. 
and there's difficulty and there are trials and there are burdens. But in my trials and in my burdens and in the difficulties, I can enjoy the Christian life if I work out my own salvation. For example, I don't have to live in fear. I can live in faith in the Word of God. Just about everywhere I go right now, if I have a conversation with somebody on an airplane or traveling and they find out I'm a preacher, I open my Bible and, and they'll say, boy, it looks like these are the last days, doesn't it? And they say with fear, they ask the question. And I say with great joy, boy, it sure does. Jesus is coming soon. Isn't that exciting? And they'll say, Amen. I think so. <laughs> huh? Now, what's the difference? What's the difference? Because there are some things that I've mined out of my salvation. I've found some golden nuggets that's carrying me through. And I don't live in fear. I live in faith. For example, I don't have to live with anxiety. I can live with peace. Now, now, that doesn't come naturally. You have to work at it. Weeds grow, but flowers bloom when they're planted. We have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Let me talk about these three things. First of all, and just, just take your Bibles, go to John 17. John 17. Jesus wanted us to have joy so much that one of the prayers Jesus prayed for us was that we would not only have our joy full, but that we would have his joy. Now, friend, I want to tell you something. That was great joy. In fact, I'll define it like this. The Bible said, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He despised the shame. He had joy in going to the cross. The very worst thing anybody would ever face and the sins of the world were placed on him. How could he have joy? How could he? Because uh, that's what God gives to those that do his will. And the joy was set before him. He endured those things because he knew he would pay the price for our sin. Here's the prayer that he prayed at John chapter 17. Uh, notice, if you will, beginning in verse number 13. And now come out of thee, and these things I speak in the world. Jesus is not yet ascended. He's in the world that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Now notice this. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world. That's what we pray. Lord, take away all these problems so I can be happy. God said, I've got something better for you than that. I can take you through the problems and you can learn character from the problems. You can learn maturity from the problems and I'll give you joy as you go through the problem. Here's what we say. Oh, Lord, take away this problem. This is going to take away my happiness. God said, I'll give you joy with the problem. Now, notice the prayer that he prays. He says, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but thou, thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Now notice this. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Sanctify means to be set apart. So they're in the world, but they're protected in the world. Why? The truth. Notice this now. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world, and for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. You're in Philippians chapter 2. The book of Philippians is written from prison. Take your Bibles and go to Philippians chapter 4. 
Philippians chapter 4. Look at verse number 4 of Philippians 4. Here's what I'm preaching right now. You and I can have joy in this world. We can have joy in life. I'm not always happy. I always enjoy the happenings. But my joy is not connected to happenings. My joy is connected to my relationship with Christ. Uh, Philippians 4.4. 4, Rejoice in the Lord. And if that verse ended right there, I could say amen. But it doesn't. It says always. I can, I can rejoice in the Lord sometimes. In fact, I can rejoice in the Lord most of the time. But he said always. And, and, and it seems as he's saying, and as if you, if you didn't get that, again, I say rejoice. What is the root word of rejoice? Joy. So what does rejoice mean? It means do it again and again and again, wherever you are, whoever you're with, rejoice in the Lord. Now here's what he said. Work out your own salvation. You and I can have the joy of the Lord. We can be sanctified, cleaned, set apart by the word of God. Now, now, look at me. I'm going to preach at you a minute. You're not sanctified through television. You're not, now, I don't care if it's Hallmark movies or HBO. You're not sanctified through the movies. You're sanctified through the Word. Well, I just can't figure out why I don't have any joy. I've watched 15 uh, Hallmark movies all week, and they were all just peaceful and wonderful, and I just don't have any joy. Well, you're not sanctified through the movies. You're not sanctified through the entertainment of the world. You're sanctified through the truth of the Word of God. You're set apart, and we can have joy in this life, but you have to work out your own salvation. I'm not joyful this morning just because I'm a child of God. I'm joyful because of my work in the Word of God this week. I, I could preach an hour and a half this morning on this subject. Just, just what I've found in the last few days, even from Philippians chapter 3. I scared you. I'm not going to do that. One fellow said to his preacher, he said, Anybody ever tell you that uh, they could sit and listen to you preach all day? He said, No, they never have. He said, What gave you that idea today then? Number one, you can have the joy of the Lord, but you have to work it out. Now, you're saved. You're going to heaven. I don't want to go to heaven a grouch. I want to go to heaven a joyful Christian. I don't want to go through my life a grouchy Christian. I want to go through heaven or through life on my way to heaven with the joy of the Lord in my heart. Now, I could give you a hundred verses about the joy of the Lord, but it doesn't happen by accident. It happens by those who seek it and desire it and hunger for it from the Word of God. Second of all, you and I can enjoy the fruit of the Spirit. We can enjoy the fruit of the Spirit. Now, not everybody does because not everybody works out their own salvation. They don't mine it out. The gold's there and they brag about it, but they never get anything out of it. Take your Bibles and go to Galatians chapter 5. You're in Philippians. Next is Colossians, and you're going in the wrong direction. Galatians is the other way. I started turning to the right. Galatians chapter 5, Galatians 5. Notice what the Bible says, Galatians 5, verse number 16. This I say then. Walk in the Spirit. You know what that is? It's working out your own salvation. You have to walk in the Spirit. You have to make a decision. And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. You can't do what you feel like doing. You have to do what is right to do. Not everybody got up each morning this week and said, 
I get to go to work today. I don't have to stay home and just enjoy being at home. I get to go to work today. No, you didn't do what you wanted to do, but you did what you need to do because you need a reward on Friday. And that's exactly what he's saying right here. Let's see what the reward is. He talks about uh, the lust of the flesh, and then I want you to notice in verse number 22, but the fruit of the Spirit. Fruit is a result of work. The fruit of the Spirit is. If you're interested, here's what they are. Love. Joy. By the way, that love is not what you receive, it's what you give. The greatest love is not what you love for what you get. The greatest love is what you love for what you can give. For God so loved the world that he gave love, joy, peace. You know, there are folks in this world, they would gladly pay a million dollars if they could just be at peace. I sat in a multi-million dollar home in Lexington on a horse farm one, one Saturday. My wife was with me. And the fellow said, I'd give anything if I could just have peace. Drank himself to sleep every night. In fact, drank himself to death. Reminded me of what one man said to the other. He said, I, I'd give the world if I could have the joy and peace you have. And he said, that's what I gave for it. I gave up the world for a walk with God. Now, he didn't take a vow of poverty, but the blessings of the Lord, he maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with them. Notice what he says next, long-suffering. You see, long-suffering is not a decision. It's a result of fruit, working out your own salvation. Some folks are so quick-tempered, quick-tempered. They don't have any long-suffering. Gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Notice this line, against such there is no law. There's no limit. There's no speed limit. You can have all this you want. Now, the things of the world, if you get too much of that, it'll kill you. You get too much of this, it'll just make you even more joyful. There is no limit. You say, how do I get the fruit of the Spirit? Listen, you can't buy it. It can't be purchased. You have to raise it in your own garden. You have to raise it in your own life. You can't get peace from another. You get peace from him. Let me give you the third thing. Is he gives us the instruction, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. The word of God is a gold mine of wisdom and knowledge and truth that is timelessly eternal. It's never outdated. Things that are eternal, they have no birth date. They are eternal. And the word of God is a gift to the child of God. Now, I know, I know all the world has the Bible, but they're blinded. They can't see it. They can't understand it. They can't understand it until you're born again. And when you're born again, then you can delve into the, mind, into the minds and the depths of the word of God. And you'll find that the wells, uh, uh, the water in the well is always fresh and cool and satisfying. And dear friend, this book right here, it is sad today that we know the Bible in memes. A little short phrase here, a little short phrase there. Oh, but that book, how wonderful it is. It's a sad day when the educational system of America said we now choose to deny God existence and work of creation. We're going to teach evolution rather than the book of Genesis. You know, a wonderful thing about being in the Philippines is they enjoy freedom. They know where their freedom came from. 
they know the price that America paid to help them enjoy their freedom. You know, you can take this Bible into a public school and teach Genesis, creation, and salvation. You can teach it. You know why? Because they have not chosen to ignore truth that makes you happy and sets you free. There are 15 police training stations there where I was. I met uh, the colonel uh, in, uh, in, in a service there. The colonel is just below the general. And he began, as he spoke that night with me, began by saying, I am a born-again Christian. I received Christ as my Savior. And he had an a, a, a overhead projector on the, uh, on the wall. And he showed how to win others to Christ. Fifteen police training stations. When they get to the place where they learn to shoot their gun, there is a pastor assigned to every station. Every police officer hears the gospel of Christ. It is believed that more than 75% of policemen in the Philippines know Christ as Savior. Why? Because they didn't take the word of God and throw it in the trash. They didn't take the word of God and just leave it on a coffee table as a decoration. But they use the word of God and it brings life and it brings joy and it brings gladness. You can't have Bible knowledge by sleeping with this under your pillow. You can't have Bible wisdom by just carrying a Bible but you can work out your own salvation. I'm preaching to you this morning. I'm preaching to you. We, we don't want to be lazy Christians. We don't want to be welfare Christians. Lord, I'll take anything that's free, but I don't want to work for anything. I don't want to live that kind of life. We want to have some integrity to our Christianity. We ought to say, Lord, I want everything you have for me, and I'm willing to work to receive it. There's no joy like the joy of building something on your own or working to earn something on your own and to enjoy the benefits. You know, it was a great blessing as a boy. Go ahead and stand. I'm finished preaching. My dad would come and inspect the coal bin where we put the coal and inspect the place where we put the kindling wood. I'd be black and dirty from working in the coal and hot and sweaty He'd look at it and he'd say, that's a good job. I like the way you stack that in there. That's good. That gives you integrity. You know what will help you as a Christian? Is when you mind your own truth from the word of God. Work out, not for, you already have it. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Heavenly Father, bless the truth of the message to our hearts and minds. May we decide today... We're going to receive every blessing you have for us and desire for us in our Christian life. I pray for those here today, they've never received you as Savior, that today they would put their faith and trust in you. They would say, yes, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sin and receive you as payment for my sin. May they trust by faith in your gospel. Bless your invitation in Jesus' name. Amen. He's going to sing the invitation song. The altar is open this morning. I invite you to come. Perhaps you need to make a decision and say, I'm going to start working on the fruit of the Spirit in my life. I'm I'm going to start working on the joy of the Lord in my life. I'm going to start working on the truths of the Word of God.
unto you. He said, I've got a peace that passes all understanding. You have to do a little work. You have to spend a little time in prayer. You have to spend a little time reading the Word of God. You will enjoy the preaching more as a Bible reader. You'll enjoy the teaching more as a Bible student. You'll enjoy answered prayers of others as a Christian that prays. I'm preaching this morning to a working church. I know who's in this church. I, I know the men and ladies in this church. I know you work and you work hard. Many of you retired. You work harder than those that are lazy in the world and won't work today. You're working people. You work for your money. You work to care for your family and the house you live in, the cars you drive. Don't be a welfare Christian to say, I'll take what's free, but I don't want to work for anything else. Work out your own salvation. I'm preaching to a working people. Now let's work spiritually. Let's work spiritually to receive the blessings of the Lord. He's going to sing another verse of invitation song. If you're here today and you don't know Christ as Savior, let one of these men or ladies take the Bible and show you how you can know Christ as your Savior. Step out of your seat. Come on right now. We'll, we'll rejoice. There's no need to be ashamed or embarrassed in any way. Come and trust Christ as Savior. Work out your own salvation.